for downloading this podcast from the Freedom Centre Church in Preston. Okay, um, I just want to correct something Susan said. We have not inherited guinea pigs. I just want to make that clear just to anyone and to everyone and particularly to Will who's listening, listening with delight as Susan was talking. We have not, underlined, not inherited guinea pigs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. So, <laughs> we're going to go back into Psalm 119 this morning. Uh, we started it off last week and we're going to dig uh, back into Psalm 119. And we're going to dig in and uh, yet again take some uh, correction from that wonderful, wonderful psalm. And uh, it's an acrostic psalm, 22 letters. There is 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. In the UK, there is how many in the, the 26? See, spot on, somebody's listening. And uh, 26, but they have 22. And so if you, maybe in your Bible, you see different sections, eight verses in each section, and each Uh, each uh, meditation, each eight verses begins with the next letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Every verse in the Hebrew begins with that uh, letter. Uh, So uh, the first section in my Bible, it says Aleph, A-L-E-P-H, and the second one is Beth, B-E-T-H, Gimel, G-I-M-E-L, probably pronouncing these all wrong, but don't worry, and and so forth. because they're the subsequent letters in the Hebrew alphabet. So let's read some verses. And we're just going to do it like we did last week. We're just going to pick out some verses which uh, serve to uh, help us look at the subject that we are looking at this morning. And I'll tell you what it is in one second. Uh, Psalm 119, we're going to read verse 1. Uh, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk... In the law of the Lord, uh, verse 10, with my whole heart I have sought you, or let me not wander from your commandments. Verse 32, I will, a declaration, this verse, I will run the course, I will run the course, the psalmist says, of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. And he gives permission. Uh, He says to the Lord, verse 35, make me walk in the path of your commandments. Make me, the psalmist says, for I delight in it. And then verse 45, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. And then verse 59, I thought, the psalmist says, about my ways and turned my feet to your testimonies. That's a repentance uh, verse. Then Psalm 101 I have restrained my feet from every evil way, the psalmist says, that I may keep your word. He's used his will. Are we okay with the microphone? <laughs> we'll keep going one, one more time. Um, he says, I've decided I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I'll use that microphone. There. So... so um, That's verse 101, 
And uh, on to 105, which says, Your word, many of you will know this verse, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And then lastly, for the sake of this morning, 133, uh, Direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. What a great daily prayer that would be. Direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. Okay, seems to be behaving, but we'll check. It's not like me this time. Okay, so that's our, our reading. Uh, Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. Longest chapter in the Bible. And isn't it interesting that the longest chapter in the Bible is about the Bible? <laughs> the longest chapter in the Bible is about the Bible and its importance to us. John Bunyan wrote in the flyleaf of his Bible, he says, This book will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from this book. <laughs> this book will keep you from sin. <laughs> Or sin will keep you from this book. And that's what the word Bible means. The word Bible means book. So we have the holy book, the holy Bible. Um, The word scriptures means something that's written. So the Bible is holy scriptures, holy written word. And in uh, Psalm 119, you may have noticed there's quite a a few words used for uh, scriptures or for the Bible. And you'll see words like law, statutes, testimonies, precepts, commands, ordinances, decrees, the word promise, ways. All these words are describing what we know as the Bible. And uh, last week, uh, we looked at the title of Correcting Your Vision. Correcting Your Vision. We looked at our eyes. And often, um, our spiritual vision needs to be or come into line or be judged by spiritual word, the spiritual word. So that when we put our sight into the Bible and we put our vision through God's word, then then that like me going to the optician, if you remember me talking about going to the optician, it judges where and how your vision is. And sometimes we need to get new lens, don't we? <laughs> uh, some of us. So uh, this week, I want to go to the other end of your body, away from the eyes, and I want to speak on the subject, correcting your walk. Correcting your walk. We're into correction. It's the month of January. We're correcting a few things. Uh, Correcting your walk. I wonder if you know, and the doctors amongst us, I have to be very careful when I'm talking on medical things because I can see some sets of eyes just, you know, looking at me. Uh, (laughs) I wonder if you know that your feet contains 26 bones. That, that correct. Tick, tick. 33 joints, 107 ligaments, 19 muscles, 8,000 nerves, it tells me, 250,000 250, sweat glands. Some have got more, some have got less. Um, and both feet. Uh, and 25% of all the bones in your body are in your feet. I'm told. 
they say that in an average day, an average person, I've never yet met Mr. and Mrs. Average, but in an average day, an average person, they take about between 8,000 and 10,000 steps. Uh, and the average person who lives to about 80 years of age uh, will walk about 110,000 miles in a lifetime. <laughs> you all look... Wow. <laughs> uh, no wonder they say that 75% of people will experience foot problems uh, during their lifetime <laughs> with all those steps and all those miles. And they also tell me that your feet can mirror your health. That you, if you've got medical problems, sometimes uh, diseases like diabetes and arthritis and uh, nerve problems and so forth, circulatory problems, can show themselves first in your feet. So your feet are important. How's your feet? <laughs> we had to think, how is my feet? How's your feet? How do you treat your feet? Do you look after your feet? We talk about putting our feet up. Uh, do you look after them physically? Do you look after them spiritually? Which is what I want to look at this morning. Where do you direct your steps? What direction is your feet taking you on? And as we look at God's Word, we find that God uses His Word to guide our feet so that we might be consistently on the right path and not the wrong path. Isaiah speaks for all of us, doesn't he, when he says, All we like sheep have gone astray, and we have turned our feet, everyone, to his own way or ways. And uh, that's an amazing text. All we like sheep have gone astray. Your feet have taken you into some funny and dodgy paths in your past. And some of you are honest people because you're nodding. The other ones, you're just looking at me like, not me. (laughs) No, I've been down a wrong path in my life. And uh, I do not believe you. Anyway, so that's an amazing text. But texts are not something new. When I got a text this morning text on your phone uh, all the time from different people. I've got a text. I must look at this text. And uh, you look at it and you read it and you take it on board and you do something about it. Well, texts are not something new. Uh, not something new in your mobile phone. Texts have been coming from God for thousands of years. The problem is we don't pay enough attention to the text that God sends and we pay too much attention to the text somebody else sends. Uh, but 2018 2018 is a year we're going to pick up God's text and start to act on his text and what he says to us. Because when we ignore God's word, not only does our vision get impaired, but our feet suffer as well. So if we can correct our feet, we will correct our walk. And if we correct our walk, we can correct our paths. Uh, So let's plant our feet in God's Word. Uh, Let's get our spiritual sight as we're looking right. But let's take our feet down the right paths in 2018. Abraham Lincoln says, Be sure to put your feet in the right place, then stand firm. Then stay on that path. Psalm 40 verse 2, He brought my feet up from a horrible pit out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock is the rock. 
He set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. Jesus is the rock is his word. How do I know that? Because in the beginning was the word. Jesus is the word. We have established ourselves. We have set ourselves upon him. He is our rock and he is the word. When we read his word, we are ourselves. So victory comes to our feet, doesn't it? Verse 20, and the God of peace crush who? Crush. <laughs> not, not your husband, no. <laughs> you pointed to <laughs> and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. <laughs> He's pointing to the husband. You're going to crush him. <laughs> but no, God's not going to crush your husband or your wife. But he's going to use your feet to crush Satan shortly. There was a reason that Jesus washed the disciples' feet. He was teaching them servanthood. Why was he washing their feet? Because their feet had become contaminated with the outside world. And they had come into an intimate place with him. And none of the disciples would come low enough to serve each other. So Jesus says, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you feet need washing. Is this coming and going? I'll leave that with you, <laughs> Richard. Um, our feet become contaminated with the outside world. So not only does Jesus wash our feet, when we became a Christian, he washed your feet. You were cleansed. But we need to wash our own feet, <laughs> spiritually and physically, <laughs> with all them sweat glands. Um, yeah, you need to wash your feet spiritually every day. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to his word. And when we don't wash our feet, then those nearest and dearest tell, tell us you're not, you need to wash your feet. <laughs> but sometimes we're more reticent spiritually, but sometimes it's obvious somebody needs to wash their feet so that they'll go down the right paths. And God's word washes your feet. <laughs> and if God's word isn't of interest to you, that is really telling you where you are spiritually. It really is. Your interest in God's word or your lack of interest in God's word is speaking to you. Uh, I've told you many times when I became a Christian as a young boy, the first thing, the only thing I was interested in was God's word. I was ravenous for God's word. No wonder David says right at the beginning of the psalm, blessed, uh, meaning for blessed, fortunate, to be envied. That's the meaning of blessed. Happy, fortunate, to be envied are the undefiled who walk in the law of the Lord. Who walk... God's word. And just in case you think law is, well, that's Old Testament. That's, we're not walking in the law, Jack. We're walking in grace. There's two meanings for the word law in the Hebrew. One is a legal demand, and the second is instruction. And the New Testament is full of law. 
because it's full of instruction. So just don't think law is Old Testament. Law in its full and true meaning, is New Testament as well, because law is instructions. So Jesus gave us instructions. Jesus gave us law. Jesus gave us Jesus' laws, if you want to call it that. Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged, Jesus says. And with the measure that you use, it will be measured back to you, Jesus says. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own? That is Jesus' law. That is Jesus' instructions to us. So it's not just a le- law is just not a legal demand. Law is instructions. And when we plant our feet... And our walk, and we walk in through the law and through the instructions of Scripture, the Bible says you're fortunate. You're to be envied. You're going to be happy. You're going to be contented. So David said in verse 10, with my whole heart I have sought you. Let me not wander from your commandments, law, instructions, whatever you want to put there. Because when you depart from regularly seeking God and studying His Word, what happens? Well, we like sheep have gone astray. You're not keeping on the course that God has for our lives. Verse 32 says, I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. What does enlarge my heart mean? It means like we were talking about before, he'll enlarge your heart means he will give you a deep freedom. He will give you a full liberation when we run the course of his commandments. That's why when somebody's into God's word, they should have enlarged hearts. They should have open homes in a sense into their lives. They should be big, generous people because God's word is enlarging them, not making them smaller, not ever decreasing circles, but ever increasing circles. I will run the course of your commandments, the psalmist says, for you shall enlarge my heart. So you get freedom when you're reading and you're walking and you're running through God's Word. It brings freedom. It brings life to the full. It gives you light, sight, insight. It gives you counsel. All these are in Psalm 119. It gives you perseverance. Verse 44, just to give you an example. So shall I keep your law continually forever and ever. Psalm 119. It says, I'll give you every place you set your feet, God's Word says. So where are you setting your feet? (laughs) Where are you setting your feet? When you wake up in the morning, as you go through your day, as you go to bed, wherever you set your feet, that's the path you're heading down. I always remember uh, Tom and I's mother uh, saying, I was always, I don't want to put your set, your feet, sorry, your feet down a path. I don't want you to go down. I don't feel God's wanting you to go down that path, so I'll not set your feet down that path. 
So with young people, with children and grandchildren, be careful where you set their feet. <laughs> like the Canadians have got up. Be careful what rut you choose through the ice and the snow because whatever rut you choose, you will be in it for hundreds of miles. Be careful where you're setting your feet because that's the way you will go. So is your character and your attitude and your philosophy and your future, what, what, where have you set your feet with regards to those? Is that chosen through t- TV and films and books and people's opinions? Or is it formed through God's Word? Who forms your opinions? Everybody is trying to set and form your opinion. Newspapers, media, TV, films, governments. Everybody's trying to form your opinion. But when we are rooted in God's Word... That's who's setting our opinion. Verse 37 says, Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. See, we've got somebody who is, we need to follow. And when we follow him, it turns our eyes away from worthless things. C.S. Lewis said, I believe in Christianity as I believe the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. I believe in Christianity as I believe the sun has risen, not only because I see the sun, but because of the sun I see everything else. So the Bible corrects our spiritual vision. That's what we looked at last week. Today we're looking at the fact the Bible corrects your feet onto the right path. You enlarged my path under me, the psalmist says, so that my feet did not slip. So he has redeemed our soul so that our souls literally walk the right uh, path. Souls for me are very important, spiritual souls, but also physical souls. Uh, because you may not realize it, but you're looking at a fine-tuned athlete. <laughs> because <laughs> Will just turns his head away in disgust. Um, 1993, I, uh, as you, some of you know, ran the London Marathon. 1993, what went wrong 24 years ago? <laughs> 1993. And the running and where I ran on streets and pebbles and everything else affected my feet. Where you run and where you walk affects your feet. And it affected my hips and affected my back and so therefore affected my balance. So now you won't realize this, but I wear insoles in each of my shoes because left to myself, I don't walk level. Left to myself, I don't walk level. So I need to have insoles in my shoes. So I have to also regularly reheal my shoes because if they get worn down on one side, as you know, then probably in your shoes, you wear down your heel, uh, things get out of order, not just in the heel, but in my hips and in my back and, and so forth. So what am I saying? I'm saying we need spiritual insoles that make you walk level. This is your spiritual insole. 
Listen to the frustration of the psalmist at the beginning of the psalm. He says, Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes, your word, your law, your decrees, uh, your instructions, whatever you want to put there. Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all your commandments. The frustration of not walking in the right paths. But if we would put in our spiritual insoles, like I put the insoles in every shoe that I put on, transfer them from shoe to shoe to shoe. It's me level. So if we would put God's word into every situation, he would direct our paths and we would walk on level pathways. All that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. He was frustrated. He wanted to do the right thing. But then a few hours later, he was doing the wrong thing. Did you ever find that? Oh, morning, you think, I'm going to do the right thing. I'll get into God's word and I'll sing a song and I'll pray and I'll praise and I'll witness for you today, Lord. And then a few hours later, somebody cuts you up in the path and you, you might give them a nice sign to wish them a happy day, or you might say, even say something, or, or whatever, and you realize, hang on a minute, well, who was the guy from first thing this morning who wanted to do the right thing? And Paul says, what, for what I will to do, that I do not practice, but what I hate, that I do. Oh, wretched man that I am, Paul says, who will deliver me from this body of death? Who? We need a who. And it's not Dr. Who. It's Jesus who. He delivers us from the body of death that we've got. He says, I thank God it's through Jesus Christ our Lord. We need a who in our life. And it's not Muhammad. It's not Buddha. It's not materialism. It's not science. It's not a new husband or an old wife or a new girlfriend or an old boyfriend. It's Jesus. There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So Proverbs says, do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. When you're on the wrong path and you're walking with the wrong people, remove your feet and put your feet on the right path. Repent and change direction and begin to read your Bible expansively, repeatedly. People say, should, should I read my Bible in the morning or should I read it in the evening? No, just read it anytime, every time, all the time. Um, some people are awake in the morning, some people are not awake in the morning, even though they're walking around, they are not awake. <laughs> Some people are like that in the evening, like me. <laughs> maybe you maybe see me, but I'm not awake <laughs> late in the evening. And it depends. But get into God's Word any time and every time. Pick it up, not just because you it's the thing to do. Pick it up because you love it. How do I get to love God's Word? Read God's Word. And the more you read it, the more you love it. Yeah? You see, we live in an age, and you see this, even preachers are trying to change the Bible of steady, of something else. That something else is letting the Bible change you. So we're trying to change God's Word. Oh, that's not applicable. That's not right. Oh, that's not for me. That's not for you. 
Instead of letting the Bible change us, we're trying to change the Bible. Just take it as it is. It's God's Word. It corrects your walk. It corrects your talk. Just shut up and read it. And if you read it, you'll find you will shut up. You'll realize, actually, my words are not so important. It's his word that is important. (laughs) Sometimes our mouths are the biggest reason for most of our problems. If we learn to close our eyes a little bit more and get into his words, then we won't get into as much trouble. See, sometimes it's good to do what Jesus, you know that bracelet we used to, what, WWJD, what would Jesus do? So what did he do with words sometimes? He says, he, is, the verse says, he answered them not our word. You see, when you've got the right word in you, it stops the wrong word coming out of you. <laughs> and the more you get into his word, the less your word becomes important. I think this, and I think that, and I think you're a waste of space, and I don't know. But what does his word say? He answered them not a word. When the right word is in you, it stops the wrong word coming out of you. So last week, we looked at correcting your vision. This week, we looked at correcting your walk. Next week, you're wondering what part of the body is coming next, aren't you? <laughs> Correcting your lips. Correcting your lips. Let's just pray. For more information about our church or to access more of our resources, please visit thefreedomcenter.com.